Hey, top fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with another podcast edition, another clubhouse. Today, we've got Big Brother Jake in the clubhouse. Big Brother Jake, how you doing? What's going on, man? How you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. Jake was interviewed uh, by Jamie a couple months ago. We put him on the, the YouTube channel, but now we're going to drop a podcast with him. But but tell me a little bit about your history. I mean, don't you do a podcast, too? I do. I do. I do a podcast called the Big Brother Jake Podcast. It's uh on uh, the Podcast One Network. Um, we've been downloaded or heard in over 100 countries, so I'm pretty excited about that. And we talk about everything, man, sports entertainment politics everyday life you know i'm a single dad so you know it's just a, a show for the people man and we're heard on all digital platforms it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun so i dig it man so so uh jake also works um uh, at state or well i can't call it staples center <laughs> i'm gonna call it staples okay for those I of do. you that are getting offended i'm gonna call it staples it's staples to me right <laughs> but he's also there so um Probably one of the funnest interviews that I've listened to when Jamie did it. And one of the nicest down home guys, if you're down at crypto.com or Staples Center, go looking for him, give him a hug, just say hi. He's a fantastic dude. <laughs> I just, you, I love being around him and I'm, I'm excited to have you back on my friend. It's good to be back on man. And yeah, section 111, 112, that's where we're at. You know, come by, say hi, don't be a stranger. You know, um, I work for the Clippers and I work for the Kings, work for the Dodgers for couple seasons as well so it's a lot of fun man i love what i do there you go there you go okay so that leads into my first question who's your favorite team oh right here baby dodgers all the, <laughs> man when i was born my grandfather made sure he he put on a dodger hat as soon as i was born um i had no choice in who i was gonna like you know but i mean i'm not mad about it either dodgers are my squad forever and always they can do no wrong in my eyes you know, I've been there when the, through the lean times and in the good times. And, you know, it's good to see my team back on top again. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So now tell me, tell me an experience, whether it's recent or childhood, that makes you a fan of the Dodgers. Well, the thing is, um, growing up in San Bernardino, California, um, it was a rough area where I grew up. And um, we were all Dodger fans growing up. So we would scrape our money together and find somebody with a car and we'd go see Dodger games all the time and hang out. And we always sat in the pavilion because it was the cheapest. And we made sure we went against the Giants so we could boo Barry Bonds and, you know, talk trash to him and he'd flip us off behind his back and stuff. It was a lot of fun. But even nowadays, <laughs> um, I think it's just with being an adult, you know, we're all busy. We all have our careers. We all have our lives, kids and whatnot, whatever. And when we're able to all get together and say, hey, man, are you free Friday on this date? Let's go to a Dodger game. And we're able to just sit, relax, watch our team catch up, you know, with each other's lives. And that's what I love about Dodger baseball. Um, I have met so many people through being a fan of the Dodgers that we're like family. So it's almost as if everyone I know, with the exception of maybe four or five people are Dodger fans. We're, we're just that tight knit. It's family, man. And that's what I love about going to the games. It's it's a family experience for me. You know, and it's funny that you say that because I, and I'm going to repeat this. If you listen to these podcasts, you'll hear me say this a right. hundred times over. America's favorite pastime is that because of what you just said, family. Right. To a person, 
every time I ask that question, Jake, every time I ask that question, Mm -hmm. there's something that's related to family. My brother, my cousin, my aunt, my grandpa, my grandmother, um, you know, the podcast that dropped uh, with a guy named Marty that dropped today. Mm -hmm. He he lives in Arizona, but he's a Giants fan because his grandmother was a huge Giants fan and taught him Giants. It's, it's a family affair, which is great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, You can't, it's a, and that's what out of all the sports, you know, you go to certain sports for different reasons, like basketball is fast paced hockey, you know, it's intense football, you know, same thing, but baseball, it's a, it's like twofold. You can relax, enjoy yourself and watch a sporting event. And catch up with family. You know, you can talk and, you know, BS and, and catch up with people. And then you see, like, your favorite player get a hit or your pitcher strike somebody out. And you're like, oh, it's just an experience. Baseball, there's nothing like baseball, man. Like, I, that's my favorite sport. Love it. Yeah, I was talking to a Mets fan uh, not too long ago, and he he was saying, you know, he doesn't miss a game. So he schedules his time around, you know, what time the Mets are on, on TV and stuff like that. And it was it was hilarious. Um, but he brought up a good point and, and I agree with him. There's nothing, all of our lives are crazy to a certain extent, right? Right. We all got family, kids, work responsibilities, whatever that, that extra bill that came in the mail that you didn't think about and you're stressed about now or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that answer is. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's nothing better than just, you know, grabbing one of your kids or sitting on the couch by yourself, grabbing a Dr. Pepper or something out of the refrigerator and watching three or four innings of a game and yeah. pretending like life doesn't exist. Yeah, that's the best part. It's it's a beautiful escape, man. You know, a beautiful distraction. You, you you can be going through so much in life, but for those four innings that you have a chance to sit down, you know, and crack open something cold to drink, there's nothing like it. There's nothing yeah. like it. You yeah. know, it, it's just like, oh, okay. I don't have to think about anything. I can just focus on look at the grass. You know, the players are playing. Uh, man, baseball is just beautiful. So, it's beautiful sport. Except in my house when the Dodgers are in the playoffs, that's DEFCON 5. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I've answered my phone with my own mother, and I'll answer it, and I'll say, you okay? Like, yeah. yeah well, are you sure? Your house is on fire? Not so yeah, why? Why are you asking? Because you're calling me during a Dodger playoff game. I'll call you back. You're okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> my mom already knows. My mom knows when that's going down. She'll, she'll text me. I know you're watching the game. I am too. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the game together, but I'm like, unless something bad is happening, do not call me. Yeah, yeah call 911. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm watching the Dodger playoff game, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. So now, so for you top fans, um, this is going to drop in a couple of days, but today is St. Patrick's Day. Last night, Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers. So now, Jake, Talk to me about this lineup. I mean, this is this is crazy. Man, let me tell you, adding Freddie Freeman to this lineup is just insane. You already got Mookie Betts, Trey Turner. You have Freddie Freeman, and then you throw in Justin Turner, Muncie as DH, Will Smith behind the plate, Bellinger, and, and Pollock. I'm, I'm telling you. Who's good? I see 110 wins yeah. off the top. You know, that's not even including the pitching that, that, that the, the Dodgers have. But this lineup here, it's so consistent and so great. Adding Freddie Freeman, you know, it's like, oh, I have a Porsche, but now I have a Porsche with like rims that I didn't need that makes my Porsche look beautiful. You know, th- this lineup is so scary. I, as, a, as an opposing pitcher, I wouldn't want to throw to these guys because they're, they're going to destroy you. You know, one through nine. 
And now you add the universal uh, DH, which I'm a purist, so I'm not really a big fan of that. But, you know, we'll use it to our advantage. Max Muncy, have him at DH. Who's stopping this lineup? They're definitely going to win again. They're going to win the West again, no doubt. Exactly. I, You know, for you, I'm a baseball purist too. I, I think pitchers should hit, but, you know, we'll, we'll take advantage of this. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. because we have guys like JT that might need a couple of days off, but to get him, you know, we we have CT3 that needs his at-bats, right? We got Gavin Lux that needs his at-bats. And so those guys can kind of rover around in the outfield or at second base or at third base, because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that if if you got Gavin at third base, it doesn't mean that, or CT3, it doesn't mean that Turner's out of lineup anymore. Now no. he can DH. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, even, again, we're purists, but <laughs> but it does prolong careers and it will give the people that need the rest, the rest they need to get through the season. So it's a win-win. Right now, it's a win-win. I was mad at first, but then I'm like, well, you're Freddie Freeman now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we, could, we could tinker with some stuff, you know. And you mentioned Gavin Lux, right? I love Gavin Lux. But my biggest concern now is his psyche because – you saying Freddie Freeman, Gavin Lux, that could have been used to trade for other players or or, or, or a star pitcher. We held on to him for a long time. When's he going to get his due? That's what I'm worried about. And I hope that doesn't affect him as a player. Like, well, damn, you know, I thought my time was coming and you signed this guy for six years. Like, where am I going to fit in? So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, it, it should be interesting this season. You know, it it, it is. And it, I was talking with a guy offline yesterday, actually, and he he was slightly concerned because he thinks Chris Taylor should get 400 at bats a season. I agree. And, and Gavin Lux needs to get three to 400 as well. Mm-hmm. But now you got the universal DH. So so in, in a six game week, let's just call it a six game week. Mm-hmm. JT plays third base for those days, but two of those days he DHs, which means Chris and and Gavin can take. Max Muncy, how healthy is he going to be, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so so maybe three days he's out at second base. The other three days you need either Chris Taylor or, or Gavin Lux. Right. Um, A.J. Pollock and um, and Cody Bellinger typically have slow starts. Mm-hmm. That's fine. They pick it up at, you know, they pick it up month two, month three. Fine. You've got guys that can rotate around there, right? you got guys like Mookie Betts that, if he's not playing right field, he can DH for you. And he's yeah. still exciting. Yeah. And so, so Chris, and I agree with you, though, Gavin's – the players that I think are, are concerned are the guys that are in AAA that are like, oh, man, I thought I was going to make the big club. <laughs> not so much. Nope. Not for a couple of years. So no, you got to really stand out in AAA ball to get, get called up or an yeah. injury, you know, God forbid. But, yeah, yeah. you're right on that one. <laughs> well, it's, it's – uh, you know – on paper, now, mind you, this is St. Patrick's Day. We yeah. haven't even played one game, even in spring training yet. Right, right. On paper, this may be another murderer's row, like the 27 Yankees. Yes. And yeah. on paper. Now, if everybody stays healthy, 110 wins, I agree. I, you know, I was debating this with a Braves fan this morning, and he said to me, he goes, but your pitching isn't there. And I said, between Urias and – um Urias and Bueller and, and Kershaw, yeah. you're going to get probably 40 to 45 wins from those guys. Easily. And Easily. then 
Dustin May comes back. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're starting pitching David Price, maybe a starter again. Yeah. Um, your starting pitching could get you 70 wins, which if your starting pitching gets you 70 wins, you're making the playoffs. You're going deep into the playoffs. Absolutely, yes. Correct. And so that's that's hard. Okay. Yeah. So that we could talk about that all day. Boy, all day long. <laughs> all day long. Who's your favorite pa- player, past and present? My past favorite player of all time is Fernando Valenzuela. I, I just he's my favorite, man. I mean, it, it, my second, it, not even a Dodger, is Tony Gwynn, just because of his consistency. I, I love the way he played the game, but Fernando, he was just, when he came on the scene, you know, and doing that whole look up at the sky and pitch, <laughs> I was intrigued by that. And my step-grandfather, the one that put the Dodger hat on me, was of Mexican descent. And so my grandpa seeing this guy pitch, was like there's so much pride to watch. You know, me, not, not being Latino, but like, that's my grandfather. Watching him be so happy about this guy, he's like, I'm telling you, this guy is going to be one of the best pitchers ever of all time, you know, and he was right. And I followed Fernando throughout his career and just loved watching him play the game because he has a genuine love for the game. So fast forward to 2003 when um, I worked for the Dodgers, he's working for the Spanish broadcast. I get to travel with the guy and get to know him on a personal level. And it just solidified everything that I thought about him. You know, he just, he, he loves the game to this day. Like he'll find any excuse to try and play in a game, whether it's an old timers game or some games down in Mexico. Cause he has a house down there. He goes in the off season. Fernando was it for me. Loved, loved the way he pitched, loved the way he played the game. And he had fun doing it. When he broke in, if you can remember in 81, oh, yeah. ain't nobody knew who he was. He was the opening day starter. Yeah. And I can't remember <laughs> who was supposed to be the starter, but they got hurt. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he just, he was so much Fernando Mina and the oh. history of that. Yeah. I mean, remember Chavez Ravine when they 86 everybody out of there to build Dodger stadium, Yeah, there was a rift between the Latino culture and the Dodgers. Oh yeah. And from 58 to 1980, you didn't, I mean, you didn't find a lot of Latinos at Dodger stadium oh. because it was oh. a personal thing. Yeah. Well, now the Dodgers bring in this this uh, Latino guy, this this Mexican guy, and all of a sudden that changes. Oh right? yeah, he won I the mean, city over. <laughs> he, yeah, not only did he win the city over, but he literally put an entire culture on his shoulders and yeah. said, "Let's do it." Yep. I mean, I I'll give you Fernando Valenzuela every day and, and twice on Sunday. Yeah. I love yeah. that guy. He's my favorite player of all time. I love yeah. that. Guy. It was <laughs> it was rough. To see him, I, I love the fact that he got that no hitter. It was rough to see him leave the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. I was actually happy when he went to the Angels because I kind of felt, okay, you're close enough. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're, you're close enough. I mean, we love you up here, Fernando. Just keep coming for back. sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, so this next question is going to be unique because I've known that you work for the Dodgers, but let's see how it plays out. Okay. Uh, ballparks that you've been to. Oh. I can start with the ones I haven't been to <laughs> that make it easier. You know, I haven't been to the new brave stadium yet. The new Cardinal stadium, the only California park I have not been to is Oakland, which I, I, you know, it's really not a great place, but I haven't been there. Haven't been to Minnesota, Baltimore. Um, haven't been to the White Sox stadium, the, the, the new Marlins stadium. Um, when I traveled, 
um, the Nationals were Montreal, so I didn't get to see D.C., uh, Kansas City. I haven't seen Texas or um, Tampa, but I've been everywhere else. Everywhere else I've been to. Nice. So favorite ballpark, but besides Dodger Stadium, what's your favorite <laughs> ballpark that you've been to? Well, Dodger Stadium, of course, because it's the cleanest one. It's, it's just, it's home. It's, it's a beautiful stadium. Like, have you ever seen a dirty part of Dodger Stadium? Ever. It's the cleanest ballpark. But if I had to choose outside of Dodger Stadium, which hurts me to say it, I yeah. love going to Fenway. Fenway and Wrigley Field are my, like, 1B, 1C. Um, I love Fenway just because Yaki Way outside of the ballpark. It's a playoff atmosphere. They're diehard. So I had Dodger uh, gear on, but I had to because I was working. And people are throwing stuff at me, but I, I embraced it. It was great, you know. Um, but the atmosphere of Fenway, the, the way that uh, Bostonians love the Red Sox, it, it's just a great experience. I got a picture on top of the Green Monster when I, uh, when I traveled with the team. But there and um, Wrigley Field, those two ballparks are just charming. They're awesome. I love them. And um, I would love to go back again. It's been a while since I've been to both of those ballparks. But I, those, are, those are my two favorite ballparks, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's um, – I've been to uh, – I've been out – I've done the Fenway Tour. Um, I've yeah. been outside of Wrigley. I've been the Tour too, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll tell you offline something that I did at the Fenway Tour that <laughs> Yankee fans love me. But the guy that was giving the tour, I think, was going to follow me home and get rid of me. Let me tell you. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I may or may not have taken a Sharpie and said, go Dodgers behind the scoreboard. Uh, I may have or not. Yeah. <laughs> that was you. No. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Manny Wood. Manny Wood. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, ballparks are great. What, yeah. what you just said about the Dodger Stadium, it's true. Now, when you come down off the hill from Dodger Stadium, it's not yeah. the cleanest neighborhood, oh, no. oh, but, no. but when you, when you're up at the top, so top fans, if you haven't been to Dodger stadium and it's on your bucket, let's go. Beautiful. If you go up to the top of Dodger stadium above the press box, when you're up in the, the higher sections and you walk out and you look at the skyline, oh. is there a better skyline in baseball to look at when you're walking out? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. It's it just yeah. Phenomenal. And when you're there and you have the history that's there and you see it and you you get your Dodger dog and you you realize that guys, you know, that have played there. Right. And, you know, you, you, Hall of Famers, Reggie Jackson's played there. I, I mean, you know, insert Hall of Famer. Derek Jeter's been there. Uh, Cal Ripken's been there. Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale were there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maury Wills was there. Uh, Roy Campanella, you know, never played there, but but he's been there, right? Yeah. And Vin Scully, Vin Scully, the best, the greatest yeah. ever to do it, the, the greatest ever to do it. Yes, yeah, I, not a good there. I so agree, man. It's just crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. Well, of the stadiums you haven't been to, give me two or three that are on your bucket list. Um. I would I would like to uh I would like to see the new stadium in Miami. It looks pretty cool. You know, it's a little gimmicky, but um I'd like to see it. Um but Baltimore is probably the one I really want to see. Um Camden Yards. Um I've never been, I've driven by there a million times. Um but I've never been inside. I'd love to go in there because you know Cal Ripken, he's another one I love to watch play. And um the Orioles, 
you know, there, there's some history there personally because my dad, he grew up in the D.C. area, so he liked the Orioles. He, he wasn't really a Senators fan. You know, then he moved out to L.A. and became a Dodger fan, hardcore, and just said, forget it. Um, but, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see the stadium in Baltimore for sure. The, um, uh, I just did a podcast. It was dropped next week with an Orioles fan, and he was talking about the stadium. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. That's one of them once that's on my bucket list. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, um, Coors Field is on my bucket list. I love Coors Field. That's another oh. one that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Street Bombers, man. Um, that's another place where you go outside of the stadium and it's just a fun atmosphere in Lodo, lower downtown in Denver. You have all the bars, you know, and the restaurants and the people there. They're just so friendly. It's a beautiful ballpark. It, it's yeah. like one of my favorite places to watch a game. You know, I was fortunate enough to see a lot of these stadiums because I worked for the Dodgers. But um, I've, I've been there as a fan, too, where I just went and watched games. But, uh, yeah, definitely Coors Field. I, I would highly recommend Coors Field. Yeah, it's on my bucket list. I, this year, I'm trying to get um, I'm trying to get out to City Field and get out to uh, Citizens Bank, and I'd like to get out to Denver. I mean, being a California guy, Denver is not too far. But yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the price of gas to go five miles is like ninety eight bucks right now. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't know what flights are going to look like. You know that <laughs> Southwest, you know, ninety nine dollar thing is now four hundred and ninety nine dollars. You know, it's a little nuts. It's a little oh, crazy. For sure, man. <laughs> so, um, so what are you looking for now that we have baseball on? And, and there were some questions on whether or not we were going to get there. Pretty close. Uh, <laughs> you know, but now that we have baseball on, what are you looking mm-hmm. forward to most this season? Well, obviously, what we talked about earlier with the lineup that, that the Dodgers have, I want to see how these guys um, play together, see how the chemistry, you know, plays out. Um, but just having baseball back, like, because I'm, you know, I was worried that we weren't going to have it, but I look forward to seeing all the, cause there's so many people that flip teams already, you know, like, um, was it Chris Bryant just signed with the, the, the Colorado Rockies? Rockies. Yeah. yeah. Seven year deal. Um, so you're going to see a lot of new faces in different places. And that's what I'm excited about. It's like, okay, a lot of people switch teams. Let's see how it folds out. Um, but yes, I, being biased cause I'm a Dodger fan. I want to see this new lineup and how they're going to perform together. Like I'm excited about that and going to the ballpark. And I even thought about going to do the, uh, the road trip where the Dodgers go to New York and Miami, you know, or Miami, then New York. Um, really thinking about doing that. I, I, I want to, I want to see how this team plays, man. And I'm interested to see if the Dodgers could sign a decent reliever, like Kenley Jensen, he's, he's playing chicken with the team and won't take a hometown discount. He should be grateful that he even had a job <laughs> considering how he's pitched the last couple of years, but we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's playing chicken too. Let's not forget that we got Gratterall and we've got uh Trident. And so both of those guys could easily be a closer. Easily. So, so like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, and Trident's already done it with what Oakland or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Kenley, if you want to play chicken, go ahead. Let's not forget that you, yeah. you Sometime during the season, you're gonna blow like six staves in a row, and Dodger fans are gonna start booing you. And so, <laughs> take the discount and have a job because ain't nobody, you know, unless you're a small market team that's trying to get something going. Yeah, um, yeah. You no follow, not sure, so, do you follow Alana Rizzo on Twitter? 
no, I don't. But she's an interesting character. I, I like her though. <laughs> Go look at her Twitter about the Rockies from yesterday. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk offline about that because that was, but yeah, it was. Uh, okay. <laughs> she she always seems to keep her opinions close to the vest, which is good. She stays neutral. Um, that's one of the things I like about Vinny is Vinny yeah. can respect another player, another performance, oh, yeah. stuff like that. But yesterday she, she said it. I mean, she's from Denver, right? And so she said it and she just let it, oh, let it rip. It. And I, if I knew her and I had her number, I would have sent her a text message and said, God bless you. You, you said it right. You said it right. <laughs> So, I'll definitely check that out for sure. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the Dodgers going 155 and seven this year <laughs> uh, with this new lineup, right? Oh. We gotta, you know, but uh, I, like you, I'm just glad that baseball is back. There's yes. there has been so much, and and not not to be too serious, but between COVID over the last two years, between what's going on in Europe right now, mm-hmm. between what's going on in Washington, and and arguments over very mundane things right um you know gas prices inflation things like that Mm -hmm. it's good to have baseball it's good to have things that that you and i can text back and forth and say hey jake did you see such and such that has nothing to do with anything except for us to just be able to relax yeah and you hit the nail on the head man you know with all the crazy crap that's going on out there we need a distraction you know, and baseball has always been that distraction. Like, if you think about 9-11 and how on 9-12, everybody was close. And then a couple of weeks later, baseball came back and that distracted us from what the hell just happened on our own soil. You know, that's what makes baseball great. It unites people. It's a beautiful distraction. And it takes you away to like a, a whole other like world. Where you don't have to think about anything except watching the beautiful game of baseball. That's I just love it, man. For that reason, for that reason, all the things you mentioned. So I, I'm you nailed that because I, you know, you and I were talking offline. I almost was in tears when Mike Piazza got traded to the Marlins for right. what did he get traded for? Twelve minutes, thirteen minutes, and then he went over to the bats. Yeah. He was there like yeah. two days. Yeah, right. Um, and so. But to me, Mike Piazza will never be a Dodger. He'll be a Met because yeah. of that home run that he hit. Baseball yep. came back. Yep. Um, and I, it's hard for me to say that as a Dodger fan. Yeah. But truth, right? It's one hundred percent honest. <laughs> that I, when you think of Mike Piazza, it's very hard not to think of that home run he hit in, on you know twenty oh one. Yeah. Right. And yep. it was, it was almost like the baseball gods were telling New York, "Hey, this is going to be okay." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Once that happened, I think everybody, whether you like Piazza or not at that time, was cheering because yeah. it was symbolic yeah. when he hit that home run. Because it's it's like, you know, like you said, yeah, everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. And MLB Network did a special. They do these fun specials and they do the they did one about that specific game and they had a couple of guys that were for the Braves and played mm-hmm. for the Braves, a couple of guys that played for the the Mets, John Franco and a few others. And even the Braves players admitted when that happened, it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, normally we're, we're athletes and we're competing, but on that night, we were just all Americans. We were all just citizens of the world over. Yeah. It was okay that Piazza hits that home run. 
Right. So, <laughs> now, now, it wasn't served up on him on the silver platter. He had to go down and get that. Pitch, oh, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. nonetheless, it was nice to watch, man. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, baseball's baseball, like you say, baseball's one of those, you can sit down, you can watch a basketball game. It's fast paced, it moves quick. Um, you know, sometimes these guys are a little bit overpaid. Sometimes they're a little bit eccentric with, you know, guys, not to mention names, but Vladi Divac never committed a foul in his entire career in his mind, right? <laughs> sometimes you guys got guys like that, right? Let's not, yeah, no disrespect to Vladi, but. It's true, though. He never I committed mean, a foul. <laughs> and he was the worst in Sacramento, right? I mean, this oh, guy. Man, never yeah. committed he would punch Shaq in the face and then look at the ref and go, what? 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 He's bleeding. That's okay. <laughs> you know, and so, but you got hockey and it's fast paced and it's, you know, but baseball is that game where you can sit down and, and enjoy it and you can watch different plays and understand it. Some people call it boring, but no. those are the people that don't understand. They don't. And, and that, that's the thing. Like, um, once I learned how to keep score, mm-hmm. that made baseball even more fun. And I would suggest the, 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 the casual baseball fan, if you want to be more into the sport, learn how to keep score. Yeah. It'll keep you involved in the game. You know, I do it watching TV sometimes, just A, to keep my, my, my skills sharp on it, but it's just fun to keep, you know, track of everything. Like, I love keeping score. That's the yeah. th- my favorite things to do at a ballpark, too. If I, yeah. Because I go yeah. to games by myself sometimes. You know, I, I used to hate doing that, but then when I get the score, the, the score sheet, you know, I'll sit down, keep score. Have a brew, have a, a Dodger dog, some peanuts, and and just enjoy the afternoon, man. That, that's what makes baseball great, man. It slows down the world. It slows down my personal world and makes it enjoyable. And I don't have to think about anything. So we so my office is on the city drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a mile, so about a quarter of a mile away from my office it turns into state college. Okay. From my office to the big hats at Anaheim stadium is Uh 1.3 miles. Oh, okay. So I, you know, there's been times where like you, um, I'll call up a buddy and say, Hey, let's get tickets for tonight. You know, the whatever Baltimore's in town or whatever. And so we go to a game and I'll say, you know what, just drop me off instead of paying, you know, $300 for parking or whatever it is nowadays. (laughs) I'll just walk there. It's a mile in the third walk, it's great. We, you know, we grab some snacks together. We just hang out together and boom, it's done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. It is. So. It doesn't matter who's playing. I'll, I'll go to any sporting event, but like even baseball, I don't care. Of course I want to see my Dodgers, but if it's just a game, I'll go yeah. because I love the sport that much. Yeah. And it's like, again, it's two hours, three hours, mm-hmm. you know, of time where you can just relax and, and forget about the world. Now, Top fans, I'm not suggesting that you ignore your family to go to baseball games. No, but, don't do that. Don't do that. No. But, <laughs> you know, the wife all of a sudden is calling you up and going, hey, yeah. oh, I'm at a baseball game. All right, well, talk to my divorce attorney right here. You know, <laughs> you've gone to six of these things in the last 10 days. You know, the kids need to – don't do that. But, right. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy <laughs> it. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So, Jake, one of these times we've got to get you down here. Um, maybe what we'll do is we'll try to get Dodger Angel tickets down here in Anaheim and up in L.A., yeah. And if it coincides with your schedule, let's just let's just meet up for a game. We'll make it happen, man. I'm always down. I'm always down to do it. If I if I if I have time and I can do it, I'll do it. Like I'm always I'm always down to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, top fans, this is Big Brother Jake. He is one of my favorite guys to talk to. 
Um, if you haven't listened to his podcast, like he says, they cover just about everything. They can take the world apart in 30 minutes and put it back together again. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I've listened to some of his episodes. Please go. If you have, if you're not following him on Instagram, please follow him on Instagram, look him up and on social media. Listen to this guy. This guy used to work for the Dodgers. He's a great, not only is he a great sports fan, but he's a great human. So Jake, thanks so much for coming to the clubhouse today. This has been great. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Bill. I really appreciate coming on, man. No problem. Let's do this again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Anytime. All right. Top fans, as usual, let us know what you think. Um, you know, feel free. We're, we're adults. So you're welcome to make comments. We could hack it. Right. Um, <laughs> there's no qualms. I interview everybody, every team, but I haven't hid that I'm a Dodger fan. Now, if you could see Jake's wearing a Dodger hat, oh, I'm yeah. wearing a blue and I'm wearing the top fan rivalry, uh, hat there too. So that's, yeah. So good stuff. Jake, we're going to have you in the clubhouse. Um, we, we're going to do a couple of episodes here in the next couple of weeks, but I'm going to try to get you in. Um, sometime in April again. There's a couple of things okay. I want to chat with you about. Let's you do it. I'm down. I'm, sounds good to me. All right, my friends. Thanks, top fans, for listening. We'll talk to you soon.